0: Welcome to Friend Business, the podcast for you, besties, sisters, friends who dream of opening and running a business together. I hope this podcast can bring you inspiration and encourage you to dream big as we chat with those who've been on the journey before us and listen to their stories. I'm your host, Susanna, friendship storyteller from Susanna Jane Photography. You are so welcome, I'm so glad you're here. Hello, welcome to episode two of Friend Business, the podcast. It's been a beautiful past few days here in the UK. It's been warm and sunny, and it's been so lovely to see people out and about in summery clothing and enjoying company and the good weather. And so, this week's conversation is with Nikki and Joe, who have opened Hustle & Co., which is a cafe in Harrogate, um, which is a beautiful spa town in the north of England. I'm so looking forward to sharing their story here because they've been friends for almost two decades. had looked into opening a cafe together many years ago, and now, years later, it has come into fruition. Um, and Hustle & Co. is a really vibrant, stylish cafe with the community being at the heart of their business and in the co of their name. Their menu is uh, really innovative and fabulous, And with over half being you know, vegan or vegetarian options, many gluten-free options. I could actually just sit and read out their entire menu to you, but a few things that grab my eye are like buttermilk and parmesan crumb chicken, falafel and halloumi, red velvet pancakes and goops cheese. You know, honestly, it just is lovely. And um, and today we talk about uh, their being friends for many years, starting a hospitality business when coming from different career backgrounds, oh, they opened in the middle of multiple lockdowns, and um, moved from Spain back to England, and are now living and working uh, together. I do have a little confession um, that my audio during the interview was not great at all, unfortunately, uh, so I've cut me out of the episode. But I think you will find their conversation flows beautifully, telling their story and their experiences and advice. Um, actually, it's probably even better without me there. So I really hope you enjoy this, and over to Nikki and Joe. Okay, so I, I'm Joe. I've uh, moved
1: over f- from Spain to to do this venture with my best friend Nick. So uh, I've been here since August, uh, when mm-hmm. we knew we would be able to move forward with the venture, and um, mm-hmm. and our feet just haven't touched the ground since since August August
2: 2020. Uh, Nikki Routledge, married, mum of two. Um, turned 50 a couple of years ago, and had a great life, uh, very easy, privileged life, until I decided to just try my hand at this, and uh, dragged my best friend into it as well, so feeling very guilty for that, but should be fine when we get over the first hurdles.
1: I, I lived in Southport in the northwest. Um, Nick lived this end, um, and my ex-husband and uh, Nick's husband mike were, were the best of friends and um mike rocked up with his new girlfriend nick and i'm thinking what is this whirlwind of a woman um girl really girl then and um i was heavily pregnant with my first daughter yeah the youngest out of all of you i might add yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. yeah we, were, we were all uh, well they were 10 my husband was ten years older than me, and Mike was older than Nick. And
2: my husband had been married before, and Joe had the um, privilege or
1: the unfortunate
2: uh, yeah. problem of, of knowing the, the previous ex wife So I think she had a benchmark.
1: Yeah, yeah. So uh, I said, I said to Mike, "What What have you done? What have you done?" You know, she whirls in. She's dressed you know immaculately from head to toe in designer gear and, and you knew she'd walked in the room you know and I'm thinking I'm nine months pregnant really you know do I need to get involved in this and then I don't know what happened I don't know what happened we but you uh, quite liked me I, she grew on me couldn't couldn't help but like her and uh, yeah it's it was just the start of a, a journey that was to become a, a real lifelong friendship. 20. yeah 27 28 years
2: yeah, yeah nearly three decades yeah. but we couldn't be more different on paper the friendship possibly shouldn't work when you analyze the
1: two people on paper but it so does 100 miles an hour I quickly named her 100% Nikki because everything she does has got to be belt and braces eyes dotted teeth crossed I'm much more uh, Relax. I might relax, yeah, go with the flow, you know, there's nothing's too much trouble, we'll get over it, we won't stress along the way, um, and Nick is just like 100 miles an hour, but, uh, but I think our values have always been the same, it's just the, our, maybe our approach to our lives has been somewhat different. The hare and the tortoise, really. Yeah, yeah, that's good.
2: And our relationship is quite sister-like. Um but we are very different as I say as Joe says though, you know, the the sort
1: of values and the moral compass. And it, very it, it's very much It's strange. Like, we never lived in the same town um until and, and yeah. until August last year, until right. I moved to Arrogate and, and we lived here. Um we just used to have four hour conversations on the phone really, didn't we?
2: Yeah, many, um, many times during the week. Yeah, we've always always spoken a lot and um it was quite bizarre because, at one stage in our into our marriages and and our motherhood, we decided both separately, nothing to do with each other, but for our own reasons, for Joe and her family to move to Spain to live full time, and for my husband and and my boys to live in Spain. Also, we lived in different parts of Spain. Mm. We lived there for eight years. Joe, you. 15. Four, four, 15 and just come back now um, so yeah that was quite freaky that we both decided to do that as
1: well so uh, well I, I've all, always worked right through my three daughters and, and the pregnancies uh, and I've always been sales I was working for BT when we met was my mm. um, sales manager and then an area manager um, and then I left BT to work in my husband's business, which was car sales. And then when we moved across to Spain, I did real estate sales and timeshare sales or upsell sales um, right the way through. And I,
2: I, yeah, I left school not knowing what I wanted to do. I had a, um, a business over in Ilkley, North Yorkshire, and that was very much a, a hobby business, a lifestyle business, where if I made a sale, I'd dine out at Betty's, on the proceeds and have a great time. And then I, uh, I came to the end of the lease of that retail outlet and decided I maybe needed to get a proper job. So yes, I started working and it was in sales and my family would always say I could sell ice to Eskimos. Mine was field sales. Um, I was all about the power dressing with the shoulder pads and the car that I drove and the title that I had. And uh, it was very much chasing the deal. And I loved it. And uh, I was big into the sales culture in in my day. We used to call it repping. And uh, we had a great, great time. And it mostly involved traveling from A to B in the country, north to south. Had a really big area and uh, had a great, great time along the way. So, yeah, sales has always been my background. Yeah, so when Jo mentioned that she went to work in her husband's business, that was due to a redundancy, wasn't it, mm. in BT. And that was in an area, a little suburb in Southport, and um, it was a beautiful building that they owned, but adjacent to the building um, was a sandwich shop, come sort of little tea shop, and it, it, the rent came available, and Joe had said, let's do it together. But by that stage, me and my family were living about 40 minutes away in the Ribble Valley. And um, Joe's youngest daughter was um, a good nine months ahead of my youngest son. My youngest son was still a baby in arms and I really wanted to do it. It just wasn't logistically practical to do that journey with such a, you know, a small second child and my husband worked full time as well. Um, so I couldn't really make it work. And for that
1: reason, we were always quite sad. Weren't we? Mm. we had the name, we had... You had the detail on the bags and the bows, how you are going to tie the the takeaway bags. That was the That's the detail I'm talking about. With yeah, a, you know, anally, all
2: that I, I'd visualised everything. Um, so it was sad that we mm. couldn't do it, but it just wasn't going to work with our family. And we always said, didn't we? We said, one day, one mm. day. Mm. and then this came about purely by a romantic notion chance conversation um and I'd like to say quickly snowballed but actually it went at a snail's pace for ever such a long time um but yeah here we are so we made it in the end mm. yeah over 20, 20 years later we made it always been prolific food in some way we've um We do definitely show our love for people on a plate, definitely. If you, aside from the cafe, wherever to um, be hosted at our house, it would always involve lots of food, good food, food cooked from scratch, inventive food, um, and that's that's how we are as mums and and people. So, yes, what you see on our menu is all Joe and I behind it, but the division of labour...
1: Is probably quite different, yeah. Yeah, we, we've started to form our roles now, haven't we? Clear, sort of definite roles where Nick is clearly very creative and she's the magic behind the branding, uh, the food we do together, but the sort of sweeping up and the um, making sure everything's <laughs> together comes down to me a little bit. <laughs> she flies ahead and I just bring up the rear, making sure that it sort of uh, it comes Whoa, together. Cinderella. <laughs> She keeps me downstairs most of the time. Not okay. at all. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Joe's far, far better with recruitment and payroll and staff than I ever could be. I stay away from that. I stick to the sales and marketing and we come together at the menu. I think it's really important to know each other's strengths and weaknesses. And as I said, our friendship on paper, if you took an orbit, orbital view, would look quite unlikely because we are so polar opposite. Um, But I think when you analyse my strengths and my weaknesses, um, the latter are complemented by Jo. And her, her strengths are in so many other areas that I, A, don't like to operate in, and B, I'm not very good at operating in either. So it's fortunate that we come together harmoniously well, I think well, no, <laughs> maybe not so. how it is. Like,
1: no, that's how But,
2: but um, yeah, it works.
1: I think I knew what I was taking on. I think uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, no, no, nothing really surprises me, and I, I hope nothing surprises you. The the um, come on, Jo, move, move, move. Get out the way. Get out the way to achieve the bottom of the stairs ten seconds quicker than me is more than a little frustrating. The beep, 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 beep. <laughs> gets on my nerves a little but apart from that no it's all it's all as expected I just um I think I think you'd have to
2: understand that you know Joe came over from a different country to do something that you know you you literally your feet didn't touch the ground when you arrived so gone a thousand miles now poor Joe hasn't even had a minute to try and even find another place to live. So Joe's been living at our family home. So not only did we work together 24-7, we live together 24-7 as well. And that I think we actually do very well. Yes, it's tested us at times. I think maybe due to the frustration of Joe and I not operating in a retail hospitality environment before and our name's been above the door and therefore it's our our brand, our personalities, our everything. That means if we're not very good at our jobs, we take it really personally because we're letting us down and we're letting our brand down. But of course, you do have to walk before you can run and we were never going to be good you know we're learning every day we're getting better and stronger as individuals every day i think it's quite a romantic notion to say that you're a female founded owner and operator and this the true sense is that you know you have to really learn your craft and that takes time and hopefully you're humble enough to get people on board with you um that accept you may be not as good when you start as where you should be. We're getting there, so we look back quite a lot, don't we? We yeah. don't forensically analyse, no. but we post mortem quite
1: a bit. And how how would this ever ever happen again? You know, stop, start, stop, start all of the time from stop to twenty one days of trading to three and a half months, and then to start it all over again. A, a blessing or a curse, you know, remains a question, but we, we like to think that it was a blessing that we could regroup, um, think about what we were going to do when we were going to reopen again. But it, it's, it's just the most bizarre set of circumstances, both personally that I've moved over, I'm living with Nick, we're all locked up together. And then we started a business which we can't continue with. So yeah, the, the challenges have definitely been there, that's for sure. Yes. And, and we haven't created any history yet. So when we're looking at um, stock levels, when we're looking at how much coffee we sell, you know, we we were doing it today, and we had 21 days in December. That was Christmas. That was um, you know people off work. That was um, isolation. And then we we shut, and then we started again. But we were you know we're still not fully open. We've only got our outside areas. So how can you quantify? anything you know and and create a history with only that amount of days trading but um, you know that's all to come you know and and that's what Nick refers to we're we're learning every day and just continuing continuous improvement. I think the important thing is uh, what I've
2: taken from everything so far is that hospitality is a little bit like I imagine um, a a theatre production and you know it's about putting on a show and I think I was always going to be the one that was reasonably good at that because I could smile and you know know that people are furiously treading water below the scenes. but nevertheless the important thing is to let everyone know it's calm at the top of the surface you know it's a mill pond up there irrelevant of what's happening down below and um I think we've done that um, quite well and on occasions where there's been cracks, we've just blamed it on the menopause
1: really and yeah, yeah. got away with it, <laughs> which I think is really helpful. I, I think you've just got to be able to compromise. I mean, the the uh, there's so many things that I do that, you know, Nick would rather me not do or rather me be better at or quicker at or whatever, but she compromises with me that I go at my pace and I certainly compromise that she charges ahead. You know, there the were times in the early days where Nick would be still up at 3 a.m., working away, doing something. I would be comatose by the side of her, but I didn't want to let her down. I wanted to stay by her side and, and do that. But I still do it, don't I, really? You do. But, but now. I don't expect I don't, you no, to. No, she doesn't expect me to do it. And, and sometimes I can't carry on at that pace and I can't carry on to those levels. So that com- we, we don't fall out often and if we do fall out we don't we always resolve it we certainly resolve it very quickly because yeah. you know the friendship is greater than anything any business ever so it's got to be a compromise. I, yeah
2: I, I think as well um you're actually no longer in your marriage Joe, are you but right. I, you know I am in still in mine and I think I, I have a very, very tolerant and patient husband and that really helps as well because Jo has her daughters that she can sort of offload to and that's really important and I have my husband because there's there's got to be niggles. And whilst I would in the main say my niggles to Joe directly, when you see how absolutely worn out and tired and hard worked I mean such hard works being done by your best friend and she is at your side and she wants it to succeed the the way that you do she's totally on your path but yet she can't take any more criticism or she can't take anything else going wrong and things like that you've got to know when to stop dumping on your partner And maybe take it outside and just have a bleat with, you know, whoever is on your side that can be a a part of your release valve. I think that's really important. And you can sort of have a little moan and then come back to it. And tomorrow's another day and you, you go again, you know. But I think our friendship is definitely stronger than this business means to us, you know, we we will be fine. But it does test friendships. It does test all kinds of relationships around you. I think hospitality in particular is one of the most testing businesses, whether it's a husband and wife team or two best friends or whoever it is. Um, Just because of the intricacies, if it's going to be a tabletop business that two best friends go into, and it's maybe... I don't know B two B or B two C, and you've got a good business case, and you've done your your marketing and things like that. You could maybe ease into it a lot more gradually than we have been mm. able to. Ours has been a big bang approach. It's completely all or nothing. It's overtaken our lives at a thousand miles an hour, and we cannot put the brakes on this. Um, we nor do we want nor do we want to. Of course not. Um, so this kind of Business startup that we've decided to do um, is probably a lot more challenging than some of the others that best friends could decide to do. Yeah. but for instance, yesterday, um, Joe's eldest daughter, um, <laughs> who, who doesn't live terribly close by, she came over, and Joe was able to sit in our courtyard, which is exceptionally pretty, and you may have seen it on Instagram, and have. Some sort of tapas lunch plates, um, leisurely with some wine with uh, your middle daughter, and I think that that was a time that you soaked
1: up. Yeah, that that was a real moment of truth. Yeah, to to sit there and to look around and have your daughters proud of you was really something. So I don't think we
2: need to sit there together and say cheers to us we do it in different ways you know I've been fortunate enough to um, manage to get some airtime in the newspapers as we were opening back up for the 12th of April and that was through some contacts of mine wasn't it and it was a bit you know Mickey says because the interviewed me not not us mm. and that was my proud moment and I was thinking well, we must be doing something right to be able to get that airtime. So there are proud moments. Sadly, we're a little bit too shattered to stand back and smell the roses too much. Um, Hopefully, you know, that will change in the future. But we've certainly had some moments, and this being one of them, where you've approached us to do this and just talk about our story.
1: You know, we we must be doing something right, and that's nice. Well, we've got some exi- We've got an exciting new chef that's on board, so um, t- hopefully taking us in a in a, a new direction. But give us a few weeks on that. Let's um, let's just get open, and our food is great anyway. Uh, we've got a fantastic head chef, um, but the our new chef might bring a, a and she's female and may bring a new dimension in the next few weeks. So our team is still forming, and that's really exciting. We had a wonderful team in December who all but one for very for other reasons came back to us, and now the team is growing, and it's really cohesive, isn't it? It's- it
2: is. So we're, we're absolutely on a journey, I think. You know, I had very clear directions about the brand and Hustle & Co., and it's, it's, it's certainly not anything – that we want to stop at one. I have always been an overly ambitious person. Um, As I say, we won't run before we can walk. We've got a lot of learning to do. But, you know, it's just the start for Hustle & Co. And Co, in the branding, very much stands for the community element. And I really think we're fostering those communities now in the shape of the fitness community, the mummy community, the older adult community at certain times of the day, certain days of the week, and they swing by. There's just lots of different pockets of social groups. And it's wonderful to welcome them as guests to Hustle & Co. And I think it's so unique and so special. It just simply could not stop at being one venture, one branch, it has to have its place in a few other high streets or or, or little towns and things. And so that's clearly um, a direction that we are going to be working towards, but also just curating really lovely things, whether or not it's a craft gin, which is quite by chance unheard of at the time, which we collaborate with. You know, we don't have a a shelf on the bar that has a plethora of, of the, the usual suspects that you would imagine. No, we handpick mm-hmm. a special one, don't we? And we curate it. We like to storytell. And the same can be said of our coffee. And we have a lot that we we like to promote through our social media and um, through our menu and it, it just won't stop I think hustle and co and the word hustle with what it can mean you know and smiles and coffee and hustling is is very much our culture and
0: we can see now we're starting to foster that culture I hope you find this episode so inspiring and encouraging you know, their passion for the industry, their longstanding, deep friendship, um, and their wisdom and realness about work and friendship. I'm so grateful for their time and openness during this conversation. And I know they would absolutely love to hear from you. So as always, I'll pop their website and Insta uh, links in the show notes, and um, but they are uh, there on Instagram um, at hustle and Co. So do go and say hi. Um, and I'll be with you all again next Thursday with another episode. I really hope you're enjoying this so far. Uh, it would be amazing if you could subscribe, rate, and review, so it continues to reach all you wonderful friends out there. And if you have any suggestions for the podcast, I love to hear from you. So do come and drop into DMs on Instagram at Susannah and Photography. Much love. See soon.